Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are two market girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog. And this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, and we keep you up to date on trending news topics in the vegan world. So for this episode, we're not going to do any news this week. We didn't find anything that really spoke to us this week, but we are going to talk about starting a blog. Mm-hmm. Something that we've done before. <laughs> I think you could say that we have experienced by now starting and maintaining a blog. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, you know, there are people that enjoy the blog, so we're doing something, it's right? A- yeah, it seems like people do. I mean... I go to our blog all the time for the recipes, so I don't know how many of the hits are just, like, you and me, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that could be it. Yeah. No, that's fine. It's fine. This isn't about the numbers, guys. This is about the process, okay? Right? And the and what you get out of the blog and your work. Oh, okay. Right? Well, we definitely don't want to start <laughs> with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. is definitely important. But we should probably start with, like, where do you start when you want to start a blog? Yeah, where do you start? Do you know? <laughs> I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I'm, like, trying to go back to when we started the blog and, like, really thinking about how we did it. Like, what we set up, what we did it. And I guess, like, first and foremost is, like, figuring out what your blog's going to be about. And, like, it seems like yeah. a simple thing, but it's really, like, breaking it down to, like, what kind of posts are you going to do? Uh, what social media platforms do you want to be on? Like, what compliments the best? What Who do you want to reach with your blog? And who are you talking to? All that kind of stuff. How frequently do you want to post? Like, getting the nitty-gritty of, like, what the blog is about and the time commitment you want to put towards it. Yeah, I think once you pick the topic or subject matter, you're usually probably looking to figure out how you either make it more niche or make it your own so it offers something unique and i think Mm -hmm. one part of that that you have to consider is kind of your tone that you're going to bring to the blog because that plays into your content that plays into the um, design of it that plays into so many things so once you know what you want to talk about it's how do you want to talk about it yeah because like i think a lot of people worry that there's not like this niche they could fill like you know they don't want to necessarily make just vegan comfort food or they don't want to just make this or just do this but like your uniqueness or what stands out in your blog could also just be you and your personality and the way you talk about food or the way you share recipes so like or if it's not food i have food on my brain but uh it could be anything Um, but like it could be just like who you are and how you talk about whatever you choose to talk about it's not it doesn't necessarily always have to be like the content like it just has to be something that makes your blog unique exactly and I mean it's the year 2020 so pretty much like every blog probably exists but that should never ever stop you from making your own because like Kat said no matter what it'll still be different if you stick to who you are and don't try to be like what everybody else is being that might like looking at other blogs might help you kind of narrow it down and figure out what you like and what you don't like but you still have to actually work at finding your voice and what your blog is going to say and how Mm -hmm. to say it I think that's that's a really hard thing and that's not going to come to you for like many many posts down the road yeah like I think it's even something that we kind of struggled with at the start too is figuring out what our niche was like what is it about 
two market girls that makes it stand out or that makes it different from every other vegan blog out there because there is like a lot of them out there um so it does take a while you can't really just and sometimes you can decide it right at the beginning and then all of a sudden you realize you're like oh wait no that's not it and you change it we've changed our blog many a time so Mm -hmm. (laughs) um so it's okay to like use that first little bit to kind of try and figure out who what who and what your blog is yeah having an identity crisis partway through the process is totally normal it's completely fine just go with it it'll it'll be okay (laughs) but i got i gotta ask cat now that we are like uh four years into our blog almost what what do you think is our like unique thing what do what do we offer i i was (laughs) afraid you were gonna ask that question because I still don't know (laughs) if I can pinpoint it like I think it's I I don't know if this sounds weird coming from like the people who run this blog but I think it's us and our friendship like I think it's like our recipes are good there's not necessarily like a lot unique about them they're good recipes and they think they stand out and I think they're delicious But, like, they're not necessarily, like, if our blog wasn't there, people wouldn't necessarily be missing a lot of recipes in the vegan world. So, like, I don't necessarily know if it's the recipes per se or if it's just the way we approach food and we talk about veganism and, like, our friendship. Because, like, a lot of the comments that we do get on our YouTube channel or on our YouTube channel mainly is about how, like, especially at the beginning, was about our friendship and whether or not we were dating. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. There are definitely some recipes on our blog that the vegan world would really be missing <laughs> if you hadn't made them. So I just, that needs to be said. Okay. But I do think, I do think you're right about the friendship angle. Cause like, as soon as we started talking about what's your unique thing that you bring to a food blog, I thought like the word friendship really is what comes to mind. It's like food and friendship because like us on our own with food is fine but us enjoying food together Mm -hmm. is just so much more fun and we like to bring that fun to the blog and to everything that we create right yeah uh yeah I think it's just that like we like sharing food with each other and we like cooking together and we like like we like doing those things like we've talked about over the last few weeks how we actually really don't enjoy the blog as much when we have to do it alone or filming YouTube Mm -hmm. videos it's not as fun and I think that stuff comes across in the videos like the fact that this is just really fun for us to do and our person and we just really enjoy making videos and hanging out together (laughs) but something else that I do think that we knew right from the beginning and we've stuck with the whole time is the quality of our content and obviously in recent it's changed a little bit just because of circumstances but like I think something we decided right from the beginning of our blog and we haven't wavered on was we wanted to make sure the quality of our creative was always as best as it could be for our skill set at the at the point in time. Yeah, and I think when we talk about the quality, that also kind of goes into something that you mentioned, which was how much time do you want to dedicate to this? Because we do put a significant amount of time into all of the content that we put together for Two Market Girls. So I think that that's another important thing to consider. And like one thing that has kind of kept us on track and kept that manageable for us is that we've maintained that Sundays and recipe videos on Sundays and recipes coming out on the blog on Sundays, those are like non-negotiable. Those will always happen. But almost everything else we if we need to, we're okay with giving ourselves a little bit of mm-hmm. 
leeway on it. And I think having those kind of realistic schedules and timelines is actually really important. Like you're going to feel like you need to just pump out as much as possible. And when you first start, you might have that like extra fire, but you really have to make it sustainable. That's like the other really hard part about running a blog and starting a blog. I do think that we like we also had to kind of figure that out part way through as well because like we were we're both people that add on as much work as possible we'd like to give (laughs) ourselves work for whatever reason um and like I think there was like a point in time too where we were about no we have to have an episode like a podcast episode every week we have to have a recipe video every week we have to have this 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 but understanding that like it's okay to take like those breaks in those like certain areas where we've deemed it's okay for us to like we're like there's one constant and it's always going to be Sunday recipes so let's leave it at that and then the rest is we're going to try and keep it as constant as possible but if we need to take a break we're going to take a break and like I think that changed more so last year like I remember we took the holidays off from the podcast which like felt really weird but like I think like I really actually enjoyed doing that and having that time of like okay we don't actually have to create content right now it's actually time to just kind of relax and recharge and do whatever we want right so yeah then there's how you actually plan your content Mm. and come up with the ideas and how you maintain that part of it like how do you keep coming up with ideas how do you keep invested in what you're talking about? And I mean, if you've chosen something that you genuinely like, it shouldn't be too difficult to keep mm-hmm. talking about it. I mean, I don't think we're running out of recipes yet, but we try to do other types of blog posts and those can be a little bit more of a struggle sometimes. Oh, those are almost always a struggle. I'm yeah. still, it's still also because like I haven't, like A, they also add a lot more work to our already busy schedules. So they're almost always the first thing that drop off when I have too many things to do and I'm just feeling too tired um which like because I don't even think like we have other blog posts on the blog but nothing going up other than recipes at the current moment just because like there's been Mm -hmm. so much stuff to do um but yeah finding like those ways to making sure that you don't get bored of the work you're doing or at least the core work you're doing which for us it's the recipes like the extra stuff we do is fun and it's exciting but like for us the main the main thing about two mark girls is new recipes every week um so making sure you don't get bored and i think one of the ways that like like i couldn't imagine myself ever getting bored of food and making food because i Mm -hmm. because again like what you said you, you just pick something that you really love a lot and are able to like like devote some time to it unpaid time to just like write a blog post or whatever it happens to be um but I think something that like to keep that drive going is always making sure you're learning something new about whatever it is you really like whatever it is your blog's about so for us it's food it's like I buy new cookbooks all the time or I buy cooking resource books or I watch cooking YouTube videos or all this stuff so you're still learning something new and you never feel like stagnant you never feel like oh I'm still just doing the same thing over and over again it's you're finding new techniques of writing or you've learned something new about the topic or whatever it is yeah and I think that also helps when you kind of surround yourself with other people who are in that mindset so like we have each other for that but we also have like other food bloggers that we are close with that we can talk about these things with and that helps so much like finding the community is such a big payoff of starting Mm -hmm. any kind of blog right it's engaging with other like-minded people whether they are also creators or whether they're your 
audience. Yeah. Like, it's not something I expected to get out of Two Market Girls when we started it, like, at all. I did not expect to get, like, a really cool community. Like, our viewers, yes, but also just people that are our friends now that we talk to and hang out with, that we met through blogging and at, like, events and things. Um, That's, like, an aspect that I didn't expect at all. Even though, like, you see bloggers hang out with each other or YouTubers or whoever it is, you don't really expect to do that. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I have, like, a cool new group of friends. Like, it's it's so much fun to meet people that you have this, like, they help keep you going, too, because it's like you have this shared interest of blogging or YouTubing or whatever it is. Yeah. And I think that kind of, like, when we started, we obviously wanted our content to be seen but we also kind of felt like you know there's the the big names out there and we'll just we'll keep doing our thing but they're those are the big names you know like we're not gonna <laughs> get close to them but then like some of them we are friends with now and I think because we didn't go into it just trying to make these relationships and then um, benefit off of them we just like did our thing and we're friendly right mm-hmm. and I think sometimes we just assume we're too shy and awkward to fit into any group that isn't each other. Yeah. <laughs> but we just found other people that are like that. Yeah. Or like we're too like weird and quirky. <laughs> but we found other people like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, no, that was like a really like a nice benefit from starting a blog. Like if anything, even if this blog stops and like we don't. Like, even if this blog stopped today and we stopped doing all this content, we'd still have, like, a group of pretty awesome friends that we hang out with that are just, like, you, we still have this piece of, like, this blogging moment in our lives that's pretty great, so. Yeah, and I hope they know how much we appreciate them and how <laughs> awesome they are, too. They make really nice blogs. Yeah, go check them out. It's the Vegan Squad, uh, Via Vegan, <laughs> uh, Avra Epstein, Meet Freed Athlete, and Christy. <laughs> plant-based christy on youtube or youtube nope on instagram wow i'm struggling with the content now (laughs) um okay so just so many friends (laughs) so we talk about like the concept staying motivated all that kind of stuff which is like hard to stick to at the beginning um but what about like the more technical side of stuff so like the what kind of content you need to produce like the skill set you need or the software you need or whatever it is that you need um what's kind of the stuff you'd recommend for blogging specifically i mean i still think that wordpress is a really great place to start because you can keep it relatively cheap and there's a lot of really good theme options it's easy to work with as a beginner i can't speak to um platforms like squarespace and stuff because i haven't used them Mm -hmm. but i've used wordpress a lot and i've taught wordpress to other people a lot and i think it is a good place to start because it really it's meant for blogging and so if you're starting a food blog or a travel blog or anything you can make it what it needs to be it's just figuring out what look right that's kind of the biggest part of wordpress because it'll help you implement the content it has all that built in but how do you want it to be displayed Mm -hmm. so it's finding the places where the secret is that everyone just like finds a theme that's really pretty and then that makes their content look good for them yeah um yeah so i have experience using wordpress and squarespace i use both currently i use squarespace for my own personal photography blog or uh website and then wordpress for two market girls um again i really like wordpress i will always recommend wordpress because i also do think 
I think it's easy enough to use. You have a lot of flexibility using WordPress, but you also like you also just learn more using WordPress in my opinion. Like I've learned nothing using Squarespace, Squarespace and not <laughs> that that's like a bad thing. If you don't want to learn anything about like building a site, go for it. Like whatever. Um, cuz Squarespace is very much of a drag and drop. I want this, let's put it here, let's do this. But like you won't get much outside of that, like from Squarespace. I still think it's a great platform. I still use it. I use it for blogs that I don't need to maintain as much or don't like I'm not on every day and all that kind of stuff. But WordPress, you just have the flexibility. You learn a lot more because you have to kind of troubleshoot some things sometimes. You have a bunch more like widgets you can use and different things that you can incorporate into your site. And you can really like, like you can make it your own and you can make your blog stand out a little bit better on a WordPress versus other um, sites that I've used. Yeah, like there are so many ways to customize it yourself, but like as a beginner, it's super intimidating. And even when you go to like start doing the research to be like, well, should I be on Squarespace or should I be on WordPress? That's gonna be such a debate and you're gonna get arguments for Mm -hmm. either side. So if you try Squarespace and you don't like it, you can switch to WordPress and like vice versa. So don't feel like stuck to a certain platform Mm -hmm. just because everybody else says, oh, this is what I use. Because at the end of the day, if you're getting your content out, you feel comfortable about it and your content is on a stable platform, then that's fine. It doesn't matter what you're doing on the back end, right? Yeah. Nobody really knows most of the time. Exactly. Like I know, I think I know a major blog that I follow on almost every one of the um, sites. So Wix, Squarespace, WordPress. I think I know, like, I think Pickup Limes uses Wix. No one really knows what the back end looks like. You would never know that Pickup Limes uses Wix, other than the fact mm-hmm. that she promotes Wix a lot. Um, <laughs> you would never know. So just pick the one that makes the most sense for what you want out of yours. So do a lot of research. Look into it. Try them all, like, because it's pretty easy to switch at the beginning. So Yeah, and there's also, like, a lot of tutorials and resources for beginners to get you started on all of them. So, like, use those to your advantage. Don't feel like you're on your own in this because, again, so many of these platforms have been around for so long and so many people have been where you are right now at the mm-hmm. beginning and they've kind of navigated their way through. And you can always reach out to people who you know that run a blog because, like, I can speak for us like we'd be happy to answer questions mm-hmm. about anything that you're stru- you're stuck with yeah. right because I don't know it's that I guess that's another benefit of having a blog is once you're comfortable with it you want to help other people get to that point and get their content out there mm-hmm. because it is such a fun process yeah I think so one of I went to school for PR and one of the assignments was to create a blog and I we had already had our blog by that point Um, but I remember like a lot of people, um, in my class felt like really, like they didn't really see the point of starting a blog, which like as someone who started a blog and kept up with the blog and really enjoys blogging and has seen the benefits of blogging, like I never understand that. I'm I always am so eager to be like, no, no, no. But like, you just got to do this and this and this. And like, you can get like, you get so much out of a blog and you do this and like, so always happy to answer questions and talk about blogging because I am like I think I think it's blogging's in that weird state where people love blogs but a lot of people also don't know if there's a point in starting blogs anymore because there's so many of them out there which like is a fair thing to question but also like I will never say it's ever too late to start something yeah and I mean 
I think other people would also argue that, well, I don't need a blog if I just have social media. But I think even if you're putting most of your time into social media, having a blog or some kind of like home base that has all of your stuff that people can kind of refer to once they really get into your social media stuff, because people are going to do that. They're going to go looking for more, Mm -hmm. right? So it's still important to have something else, even if you're not updating that as frequently as you're updating like your Instagram audience. It's still important to have both. Yeah, that's also something just speaking to social media, something that I learned not right at the beginning at all. Something that I had to learn going into it is that like one social media platform isn't the be all end all of your blog. And to ensure, don't put so much weight into one platform. Like, I think I used to do that with Instagram a lot where I'm like, we need to post every day. We need to do this. I need to stay on top of this and this and this. But in actuality, like Instagram is one of the least, like the least productive uses of my time for our particular blog. Like we don't get a lot of traffic from it. We don't like, it doesn't really matter. Like Instagram could go and our blog would still be fine. Like people would still be able to find us, whether it be YouTube or Pinterest or the blog or whatever it is. Like, I don't think our traffic to our blog and our YouTube channel would change at all if Instagram went. So making sure to really find what are the actual platforms that work for you and that make sense with your blog, like really dive into the analytics at the beginning just to kind of play around with things and see um, because like I think a lot of people's go-to thought is that Instagram is the place to be like you have to be on Instagram you have to do this and I'm not saying don't be on Instagram but I'm just saying don't put so much weight into it because it's probably actually not doing much for your blog exactly and like you mentioned like Pinterest we kind of we underestimated Pinterest for so long and I think a lot of people still do but once you like spent the time to really figure it out the results have been just like insane yeah no like like we've had like most of the time we've relied on like posting ourselves on like instagram and that kind of stuff just normal organic posting and like pinterest is organic posting but once you figure it out like i think we had that um the mushroom wings recipe was like Mm -hmm. had like five hundred thousand reach in one month and i was like what what (laughs) and like that doesn't happen on any other platform especially like if your thing is food food blogging you have to be on pinterest like i think a good most of our traffic to our blog is actually through pinterest and it's not even from youtube it's not from organic search it's from pinterest yeah because the thing that people forget about pinterest is that it's gotten to the point where pinterest is a search engine Mm -hmm. right you can type anything into there and you're going to get results just like you would on google and people are doing that with food so much and by people i mean me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think food is like the second highest um search on pinterest yeah um it makes a lot of sense yeah and it's honestly like you like it's a search engine and has tons of content on there but it's so much easier for people to find and share your content on pinterest than it is searching it on google if you type in vegan wing recipe you have like 10 things that pop up on the first page and most people don't go past the first page on google but on pinterest it's just an endless scroll people can keep scrolling through photos forever and ever until they come across your thing so it's like there's not that barrier of like going to another page and doing this and doing this Pinterest people are willing to scroll through Pinterest a lot more and your stuff is way easy we way easily found on Pinterest man the Pinterest like 
never-ending scroll and then rabbit hole because you click on one pin and then there's suggested yeah. pins under it you can just get lost there oh yeah i feel like we need to do like a full episode on pinterest just because of like like i think we i think the past like year has really been a discovery of what how powerful pinterest can be for blogs mm-hmm. and like our blog exists because we need our recipes to be somewhere right that's mm-hmm. what's important about our blog we, our blog doesn't really get that many comments and we don't really expect it to that's not what we need it to do so pinterest will send people to our blog instagram shows off you know the food people like good Mm -hmm. food pictures still the engagement is sometimes good but it's it's hit and miss right and then i think where we have some of the most consistent um engagement is youtube so we're getting different things from different platforms but as a whole they're all working together very well Mm -hmm. yeah it's finding what each platform does for you um and how like because again like you can learn you can read so much about instagram and how people use it but ultimately everyone's blog's different and everyone's audience is different and they're going to use each platform differently like there's common threads amongst common like blog types and all that kind of stuff but ultimately it's going to take a lot of just experimenting and see what drives the most traffic what kind of audience do you have here oh is this like if if you realize you're getting a lot more engagement on one platform than the other really focus on engaging content on that pl- platform and do what's better for the other platform with something else like for us it's instagram it's just like really engaging food photos and food porn shots and stuff like that we don't really focus on how many comments we get we just kind of post really delicious looking photos mm-hmm. and i think the way that our conversation has kind of gone right now <laughs> just kind of speaks to the fact that your blog is just one piece and you kind of do all these other pieces which sounds really overwhelming if you're just starting out but it's totally fine to just start with like two things yeah i would actually recommend that i i think we started quicker than we should have like we were on everything right away um which i don't think is the right way to do it it's a similar way that we talk about going vegan start slow do one thing at a time so you'll hear a lot on the internet about being everywhere you have to be on every platform you have to be on everything not true it is not true you don't have to be on every platform what's better than being on every platform and doing it like just kind of doing something is learning about each platform and how it benefits you and doing each of them well so taking your time starting out so if your blog is the main thing and doing one other additional social media thing and like just kind of playing around with those two things and then eventually if you want to add another you can add another if you don't you don't have to um but i would really recommend like getting used to your audience knowing who's on each platform what's what makes sense for you on each platform and not every platform is going to make sense for every blog like you don't have to be everywhere if you don't want to exactly i think with uh, so many things in life i almost always advocate for quality over quantity Mm -hmm. it just makes sense right yeah um so that goes actually the same thing to going back to kind of like when you start your blog figuring out a schedule don't overwhelm yourself right away like if you don't think you're going to be able to commit to one blog post a week don't do one blog post a week you know I would like I think it's more important that you stay consistent um so doing less to ensure you stay consistent and then when you get used to the workflow and you figure it out a little bit more then you can add more into that but it's kind of like it's not great if you tell yourself once a week and then all of a sudden you get burnt out and you're not posting for two months because you're just trying to figure it all out and stuff start slow like there's no harm in starting slow Mm -hmm. and I think something else that can maybe overwhelm people once they get 
um, into it a little bit is consistently coming up with the ideas. And when we are trying to think of ideas, like we used to lean a lot on like, oh, what's the national day this yeah. week or this month? Which ones do we need to hit? But on, honestly, that does not matter that much. Yeah. It is very interesting, though, if you're really stuck to kind of look up what people are searching for and what's a trending thing that people are talking about. And then from there, you figure out how you can cont- contribute to that conversation. Mm-hmm. In your own way. <laughs> exactly. Like, we're not always just pulling things out of thin air. We try to, like, have some strategy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's. I think ours is a mix of what the heck do I want to eat right now and what do people want to eat right now? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's finding that balance of... because. I do think it like strategy is great and that's how like a good chunk of people have grown. Like there's something to say about having a very strategic blog about looking up the search trends and all this stuff. But I think there is also something to say about just doing kind of what you want. Like you don't necessarily need to always follow the search trends. You can just like, you know what? I feel like having grilled cheese today. Let's make a cool grilled cheese recipe instead. It doesn't always need to be um, strategically thought about and planned out, especially like I find if you do that too much, then you start, then it just starts to feel more like work and less of like, oh, I'm just having fun cooking or whatever it is you're doing. Um, So finding that balance, that sweet spot for you, and that'll be different for everybody. So exactly. That helps keep it sustainable because it's kind of like you do maybe one or two posts that are for your SEO and your growth. And then you remember to do the posts that are for you because you're the one putting in the work. You're the one that this matters to. So it's okay to make content that it's just what you're feeling like that's okay Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be enjoying this (laughs) yeah no I think and honestly even if you tried to do every post for SEO it's not really like blogs don't work in that every like every single one of your blog posts isn't going to explode and it's not going to be a huge hit and it's not going to be like this magical thing that drives people no matter how great you think the recipe is you know um or whatever the content is um so understanding that like most of the time like even the biggest bloggers they have like five recipes that really bring traffic to their their uh blog and then the rest are just kind of more like not that they didn't try and make them seo friendly but they're just kind of there you know they're extra content for when people when they find those really seo driven content that people really like and that people found through wherever they found it then they discover all that other awesome content that you have um so you know, understanding that like, even if you just did one blog post a month where it was very SEO driven, it's what people are talking about. It's revolving around a holiday or something that people would be talking about and looking for. Um, that might be enough to bring a lot of traffic to your blog because most of the time it's usually like five to 10 blog posts that really bring a lot of traffic to your blog anyways. The other thing that makes it kind of difficult, and this won't be terribly reassuring, is that... <laughs> it's very unpredictable it could be the post that you think oh this is just for fun I just feel like doing this and that's the one that you know kind of blows up so that's why you lean into the things that you want to do sometimes because sometimes those ones will surprise you yeah I like that's why I think it took us a little bit to learn that too just like don't stress about it like don't always be like what's seo what's gonna work for this what's gonna do this what's gonna do this because ultimately like there are like there are things that i've put out that i'm like oh this is gonna do so well and then it does horribly and then there's stuff that i put out that i just don't understand how it does so well because i'm like oh okay i didn't expect people to like this as much cool (laughs) okay so we talked a lot we've covered like (laughs) yeah we've covered a lot of advice but do you have like one solid 
like top tier tip that you would give somebody? Um, I would say the top thing for me that I've been focusing on in the last, has it been four years now almost of TMG? Yeah. Um, I think it's just making sure you're focusing on what makes you happy. Like it's fine. Again, I think I've mentioned it before. It's finding that balance of strategic and just all around just having fun. Um, and like, that's something that I found through this blog for me is the, the fun part for me is like taking photos and learning about photography and learning about food and like creating the recipes. Like most of it is fun to me. Um, but it's finding that balance of what's fun and then what's necessary to do because you can't just do what's necessary to do because it won't be fun and it's not sustainable for you. Exactly. And then I think another important thing to consider, um, when you're making your content is like, are you providing the value or are you helping people the way that you wanted to with your content? Mm -hmm. So like for us, it's a recipe and are we is our blog running in a way that makes our recipes as accessible as possible? Are there ways we can adjust that to make the experience better? Because you want people, you want to make it easy for people to enjoy your content, right? Because you're putting all this work into Mm -hmm. it. And I think that that's also kind of something that even now we still, like there's so many ways we want to improve our blog, right? Yeah. Because we know that it can be better. Like we've got good content, but we can make that kind of experience better. So I think that's also something to consider because when you go to a blog, how does it, how does that interaction go for you? So so think about how people are perceiving your and experiencing your blog. Yeah. Like piggybacking off of that, don't be afraid to change like halfway through and don't be afraid to try something new if something's not working. Like it can kind of like suck. Like you're like married to this idea of like, this is what I want it to be. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work or it didn't work out the way you wanted it to or something like you can't be afraid that like some things aren't going to work. Some things aren't going to do well. Some things aren't going to do that. Don't be afraid of that kind of stuff. Cause it just kind of happens. Like we had this idea that TMG would also be about DIYs. <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> that lasted like what a month. <laughs> Oh, that was not fun for us. No, That's why. That was not fun at all. So not being afraid to like change things up. Like we've changed photography styles up. We've changed blogs. We've changed our logo. We've changed a lot of stuff. Just kind of like don't stress too much about things that aren't working and just kind of like have fun and use it as like a kind of point to be a little bit more creative and figure out ways around it and to make it work. Yep. And I think the toughest part of all of that will probably be just picking the name oh yeah i don't even remember how we came up with our name like i i know why the name what the name is but i'm trying to figure out how we even came up with it honestly we were just like spitballing so (laughs) many different ideas and then we just kind of ended up there yeah and like but it was a process that is actually something to note like picking the name can actually be a pretty important thing because like we when we were choosing our name we wanted to make sure we had a name that represented us as people but didn't necessarily represent exactly what the content was because we were one of those people too like what if this doesn't work and we want to change up our content a year from now but we've stuck to this like food-based name but what if we don't want to talk about food in a year (laughs) um so we came up with something that represented us rather than uh our content and that will be tough but once you find some options first thing check if the domain is available and check if the social media handles are available and if they are get them now you don't need to start posting but just sign up for them 
Yeah, make an email address and get all of that stuff. Yeah, get it all. Like, that's actually something. Even though we mentioned you can only, like, you can start off on one or two social media platforms, get the handles on all of them just in case. Yes. <laughs> that is one of the most important tips. Get the handles and check if they're available. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so at the beginning of this, we talked about what do you get out of having a blog? So why don't we end with that? Ooh, okay, Devin. Wh- What's the best thing you, oh, we get out of this? Wh- you won't- go ahead. No, you go. You go first. Oh, dang it. <laughs> um, I think it's honestly just like the creative outlet in all its forms that it comes in. So the recipes are a creative outlet. Making the food is a creative outlet. Filming it, editing it, doing the photos eating it is a creative outlet like the entire process and if we're talking like specifically about the blog and even writing about it all of that is fun and but it's also still a challenge Mm -hmm. yeah no I think um similar to you it's just that like the creative outlet of it having something that's completely your own and that you can like experiment on and have fun with and it's not something you're like not beholden to some boss that's telling you to do something at a job you know you can create what you want to create and just have fun and do really creative things if you want to but also something that I think that I've really gotten out of the blog and that I like that I get out of the blog is the continued personal growth and like Mm -hmm. the skill growth that we get like troubleshooting blog problems or you know photography or videography or whatever it is you get you learn so much when you do a blog and like that's so that's skills that I've brought to my current like full-time job where I'm paid <laughs> um, that's skills that I've been able to use to get other jobs and do other things and make money and all that kind of stuff so um, yeah no I think it's it's that mixture of the creative outlet where I can do whatever I want but also a place that I can like really learn a lot and just kind of like have this thing that stands out from because like we both still work like have jobs elsewhere the blog is in our sole income um not even close (laughs) um it's like having this thing that we can like use to really develop our skills without there being too much risk to it it's pretty it's like it's pretty sweet yeah like you said being our own bosses is freaking awesome when it comes to this because this blog is like truly our own but then also the fact that we are learning all the time but it doesn't really feel like how you envision learning mm-hmm. happening like we're not sitting down and studying things we're just learning because we're going through these things and having to figure them out along the way right yeah and then there's been so many times where it's like something comes up at work and i was like well i can reference an experience from two market girls where this is how we handled it and that like is so helpful and mm-hmm. that experience comes in handy all the time yeah yeah. So whenever somebody says it's too late to start a blog, remind them that it's that's how you grow your skills and be, you become more valuable yeah. in your job. It's not just about your numbers. It's about your skills. Yeah. Like a blog is so much more than a job. Like I think people when they think of like, oh, I want to start a blog. Their first thought is, oh, I can't start. A, like there's no point if I can't have it be my job one day, which like it would be great if Two Market Girls became our job one day. But like there's so much more we get out of you can get out of a blog than just making money out of it exactly so it's start a blog if you don't make money yeah it's still fun it's like especially like 
I like I don't know how many bloggers out there actually blog with like friends. It's so much fun to do this with somebody else. Like I've started it I've is. started blogs before two market girls that I did not continue. And like I think most of that is because like I think I still enjoy writing and I still enjoy developing recipes, but a good chunk of that is that I just enjoy doing that all because I get to hang out with Devin and we get to learn through all this stuff together. Exactly. We just, we found a process that works for us. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I hope this was helpful. Catherine, was this helpful for you? It was so helpful. I really enjoy talking about blogging stuff. And I, like, I think we kind of got away from that with this podcast for a little while. And I'm hoping to kind of bring it a little bit back to that. Because that is kind of what this blog, this podcast was supposed to be about. Um, And Mm -hmm. I really enjoy talking about blogging. Like, I think it's so much fun because... I do think it's one of those like underrated skill sets to have. People don't realize how valuable a blog can be. Even a blog that only gets like a thousand followers a month. Yeah. And I think even like ourselves, we underestimate the fact that we do have skills in this because you do it so often. You're like, well, that's just, you know, this is what you do. It's just common sense. (laughs) But when you actually sit down to talk about it, you realize, you know, how much there is that you've learned and you can share those experiences. So I think it's important that we talk about our blog because then we remind ourselves of what we've learned and maybe to remind ourselves to keep learning. Yeah, guys, we've come such a long way since day one of TMG. Such a long way. (laughs) Thank goodness. (laughs) Yeah, thank goodness. (laughs) (laughs) What a ride. Yeah. Um, So yeah, if anyone out there is thinking of starting a blog and has questions, feel free to like, send us an email or a voice note or whatever it is um always happy to talk about blogging stuff also if you have like ideas for future uh podcast topics that relate around blogging or social media or something like that uh you know send them to us because we're always happy to talk about that stuff definitely you can email us at twomarketgirls at gmail.com or if you're listening on the anchor app you can like Catherine said send us a voice message and we can actually include it in the episode mm-hmm. it's like phoning into the show yeah it would actually be really cool to do like a full q a of voice messages on the podcast yeah, one someday. day <laughs> someday, someday. <laughs> <laughs> someday. <laughs> and by the way you can check out our blog at twomarketgirls.com we right. definitely need to say that <laughs> and that's also our handles and our names on all the social medias so you can go check us out there be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss future episodes and that's going to be it for us thank you for listening bye bye